Hey, it's Chris and Chris here with the cold open. This is the part of the show where we talk before it's even started. If you're a fan of the Sonics, if you're following the arena situation, there are some late developments, Chris. Yes, one of the Soto Arena's biggest critics, it turns out to be, is would be one of the key arena's biggest financial benefactors. I mean, uh, Tom Albro is his name, Port of Seattle Commission President. He's heavily criticized the Soto Arena. It turns out he has a contract with the city to run the Seattle monorail uh, and thousands of dollars of revenue a year. His family has run that for several years now, but signed a new 10-year deal in 2014. He, uh, as a result of this information coming out, has recused himself, he says, of any future conversations about Key Arena or the Soto Arena. Certainly sounds like a conflict of interest. Chris Daniels is on it. Read all about it at king5.com. Welcome to the next best podcast with your hosts. Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker. Mr. America and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time Magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. Here we go again, Chris. We have got a jam-packed show. Uh, Starting off with a streetcar named... Uh, Bueller. Hang on, hang on, don't tell me. I'm Bueller. Gonna a streetcar named... Bueller. Oh, boy. It was one of the biggest chokes in game show history, Chris. And a prank? Chop and steal. Have you seen these guys pranking local morning news? It's something we can certainly appreciate. <laughs> and online dating outside the lines. It's getting scary. Uh, some toilet tech and... We'll be telling people how to get wasted away in Margaritaville. It's raining booze. That and more. First up. It's time for the high five. These are some of the things from the news that we are celebrating this week. Chris, first of all, uh, you got to take your news cap off. You were actually reporting on the streetcar this week. Yes, uh, the streetcar, the first Hill streetcar. It's had all sorts of problems. Big news in Seattle. It was off the streets for two and a half weeks after it lost power. Uh, the city of Seattle says it's safe now, uh, and that was after it slid a couple of blocks after it had this malfunction, lost all electricity. The city says they, they, they've they come back, they've looked at it, they've done a temporary fix. But this was a streetcar that was delayed really in implementation. It was supposed to be on the streets a lot earlier. Uh, so they've had problems now more than once. It's I, I've made the joke, it's a streetcar named Disaster. Yes. And couldn't you argue that we're really just talking about that streetcar to create a clever segue to the streetcar we want to talk about? You, you could say that, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune. You could argue this is one of the biggest chokes in game show history. You look up at the board. All the letters but one are filled in, Chris. A, the next word, street, S-T-R-E-E-T, is there. The next letter's missing. Then A-R. So right away you can go, okay, a streetcar, duh. Yeah. The next word, N-A blank E-D. And then the next word, desire is already filled in. Ladies and gentlemen, all at once, it is a streetcar named Desire. Even the youngsters probably know that. They've heard of the movie. They've heard of the reference. Well, apparently Kevin 
who was competing on Wheel of Fortune did not know that. He really had but one letter to fill in. Let's hear how Kevin did. He got the C in car. Now he needs one letter. Just one letter. A streetcar. Okay. No. Lisa. Whoopsie. Kevin's proving that he is perhaps. Yeah, there you go. Perhaps has his mind in the gutter. named Desire. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that is it. His guess, of course, would have been a streetcar naked desire. Uh, he was a nice shade of pink. There, there might be a movie title somewhere with that, but uh, of course, yeah, everybody knows a streetcar named Desire. One of those unfortunate TV moments that will live on online. Thanks, Kevin. And another great TV moment, Chris, that actually goes back a couple of years now. According to the internet, these two guys have been pranking local morning news shows since about 2014, and this week another clip surfaced of Chop and Steel. I mean, it's just a rabbit hole that after you see this clip, after you hear this clip, you'll want to go down for about an hour. You're going to want to celebrate all of their, yes. their great work. The basic story and the premise behind it, which we can appreciate, working yep. in a newsroom, is you get a lot of press releases. You get a lot of breaking news. You get uh, things emailed to you. So these guys had the idea, hey, if we make something that looks sort of authentic, a press release, like this one right here, if it looks the part... Maybe we could get booked on local morning news shows and just tell them what we wanted to see. So these guys created a press release that basically labels them as Chop and Steal, some kind of fitness experts, but they're kind of fun and they look edgy and they say that they were on America's Got Talent. And so it's safe to assume that a lot of these newsrooms got that flyer and said, hey, guys, Chop and Steal, they were on America's Got Talent. They look really fun. Do we want to get them in studio? Yeah. Book them. That's pretty Book much em. the way yeah. it works. Yeah. So these guys, after several years of pranking shows, they've done things like fake cooking experts. They went on and they did, did a great Thanksgiving leftover segment where he convinced them that you can take all your leftovers, the turkey, just about everything, put it in the blender, blend it up. And he actually gets one of the anchors to take a drink of it. Oh. Uh, he plays it. Uh, there's a yo-yo expert. Yo-yo expert. Yeah, in one who, segment I saw, yeah. he, he drops it on him that he forgot the string. Yeah. So he is unable to perform. And he's all about teaching the kids. They're back yeah. at it. And they are out pranking as chop and steal. Uh, here's a little bit. <laughs> here's a little <laughs> bit of what it sounds like. You're watching Hello Wisconsin. for this all show long. I know, I'm excited. <laughs> so strongman duo Chop and Steel are here in studio. So a familiar setup, right? You hear them at numerous affiliates. This is when you see the two of them in their Zuba pants standing there working out, lifting weights. Looking and, and like lifting they're getting like ready. cinder blocks yeah. and uh, gallons, jugs of what, chocolate milk? And the guys are basically real sloppy looking. Real sloppy looking. They've got those big Zubas pants from the 80s. They've got the goatees. Uh, they're doing the very blue collar looking thing. And, and yes, everything that they're demonstrating is completely, I wouldn't even say unorthodox. It looks made up. Yeah. They're doing things like smashing Easter baskets. But they're playing it as straight as they can, trying to convince these anchors that these are real, <laughs> that these are real exercises. Uh, everything, nothing is too absurd. There was one segment where they're throwing sticks at each other, as though the repetitions. The one guy pulls up his shirt and says, "Throw a stick at my back." And one, two, three. So nothing is too absurd for these guys. 
Uh, and as you mentioned, it's easy to go down the rabbit hole because yeah. once you watch some of their work, you're going to want to see all of it because it's just, frankly, too much fun. We can certainly appreciate watching local news people squirm is, uh, well, it's just entertaining. And one of our favorite moments comes at the end of, of one of the montages here uh, where, where they basically, it sounds as though they're kind of attempting to let the anchors know this may or may not be as authentic as you think it is. Because usually when you come on to shows like this, come on to the morning news or you come on to the talk shows, it's to get your plug. It's so you're, that you're at the end something. you can yeah. say, yes, I'm going to sell my book tonight at the university bookstore, that kind of a thing. So you get to the end of the segment, and here's an example of, of what the guys did at the end of the segment. As they're trying to get their plug, they try to let them know. Monday in Allentown, you can go to their website for more information. The show on Monday, that one probably isn't, what's on the website probably isn't going to be what's, where it's actually going to be. Okay. A lot of the time. I should also mention, by the way, before I even get that far, that as they're doing this plug... <laughs> One of them, Chop, is standing up. Steel is on his head. Chop has both of his legs <laughs> doing some sort of a scissor maneuver, and uh, nobody on the set seems to find it amusing, as Chop and Steel do. But listen to him. Try to let them off the hook, but they just don't get it. The show on Monday, that one probably isn't... What's on the website probably isn't going to be what's where it's actually going to be. Okay. A lot of the times we will play... It's a secret. If, well, no, no, no. If, if we don't play that, then we usually play like a Home Depot parking lot. There you <laughs> go. Or a Best right, Buy parking so follow lot. follow the website. You'll be able to get all the info of where um, to see these guys in person. Yeah. So the guys are desperately trying to let him off the hook, saying we play in a Home Depot parking lot, but they are stuck to their script, say to go find their website, which, of course, does not exist. Well, and... and I, I went down the rabbit hole and, and watched, and, and they have a long history with doing this, like you were talking about with the yo-yo expert, with the chef. And, and the way this works, and, and you talked about it a little bit, is, yeah, we get inundated uh, on a daily basis with pitches and this book and this author and this right. expert. And uh, sometimes they come with authentic uh, uh, letterhead letters yeah um and, and there are a lot of shows which would love to have content and these these guys these two guys say they realize that and they've exploited this kind of loophole with local television news um esquire talked with these two guys <laughs> chop and steel that it the video that's now just circulating is is really from november of last year and that they emailed uh, and reached out to numerous small market television stations, including Wisconsin, Bismarck, North Dakota. It and sounds again, like some of these small markets are excited because they see, oh, these guys were on you know, America's Got Talent. You know, in other words, hey, these are sort of celebrities. Yeah. We could get them right here in our tiny little town. Great. Yeah, and their their actual names are Joe Pickett and Nick Pruer. Uh, they're lifelong friends who run the Found Footage Festival for 14 years. It's a live tour where they go around and show off. Found uh, footage old, is a website as well. They've got website, unbelievably yeah. great old vintage. Old VHS tapes they've accumulated. You know, two guys who have who have kept this stuff in their, their garage for years and uh, go around and show these old wacky commercials. That's part of what you can see online. But, um, yeah, they, they, they had seven different shows they were lined up to do as uh, <laughs> as these two guys. And they, they acknowledge there's just a thirst for all this space uh, on morning shows, they they send this out, 
And then they, they call themselves the perfect straight men for being complete idiots on live television. Yeah. And, and that the anchors just don't get it. And their inspiration comes from really looking at this old footage that they've had for years and the awkwardness of old commercials. And and you get that sense. I mean, the, the yo-yo stuff, that that's a buddy of theirs that they... Uh, I saw they, they were on stage speaking A supposed about yo-yo expert. The supposed yo-yo expert. And they said that they reached out and sent out 10 different letters on on letterhead. It looked formal. And seven of the 10 TV stations responded. And so they called up their buddy and said, we need you to be a yo-yo expert who speaks to kids. Oh, and by and, the way, don't worry. You don't actually have to yo-yo yeah. because that's ultimately the prank. Oh, and... Uh, it's incredibly awkward and watching people like you and I squirm out of those situations, yeah. uh, probably not realizing at the time that it's a joke. Uh, people have realized after the fact they've been pranked, but uh, it, it's incredibly awkward yet funny, especially if you're in the business that we're in. And just further proving that now more than ever, where we all live online, that looking the part is the most important thing, which is yet another segue. We're calling it online dating outside the lines. First up, Tinder. We all know what Tinder is by now. Did you know that there's a secret version of Tinder? I, I did not know there that. There is I... an invite-only version oh. of Tinder. Yes. They call it... <laughs> this, is, this is for real. They have got Tinder Select. And this is for the elite users of Tinder, including CEOs, models really rich so basically they will invite you if they go onto your profile and they say wow this guy's something or wow this lady whoo look at her they will send you a message and say you've been chosen to be a part of tinder select where you will only mingle with the other rich and beautiful people <laughs> at least it is in tinder extreme because we went through a whole phase where everything was extreme now everything is select yes it is invite only, and it says users approved for select can also nominate other users to join the club, and they can uh, actually toggle back and forth between Tinder and Tinder Select. So even on Tinder, they can lower their own standards if they want. <laughs> they, yeah, well, I want to see what the sevens and the sixes of the worlds are doing this weekend. I, I can't say that I've ever played around on Tinder, but I do know that the people who have played around on Tinder, they need a good selfie. Yet another segue. This is just too good to be true. Uh, this is a Japanese company. They've actually been offering a similar service since about 2009, but now uh, with the social media and the Instagram and the Facebooks, and it really whether it's professional or personal, it's just become this obligation to live your life online and look the part. Like Chop and Steel have taught us for years now, you must <laughs> look the part. And there is a Japanese company oddly called Family Romance. <laughs> Uh, that is a real company. Go look them up. Uh, they basically oh. offer up actors who can portray a friend or a family member or whatever. So they've been offering this for a while where people can actually rent people to show up. Now that, you know, it's all about Facebook and, and Instagram and all that, they're saying, hey, look, this is a great opportunity. You can rent somebody for two hours. You get to go on. Customers can choose their age, their appearance, their fashion. Uh, you know, they're the rental pals, basically. You cover their expenses. You pay the actors every two hours that they spend pretending to be your buddy. They go into their marketing here. I've got some of their marketing in front of me. And they suggest, even on the website, certain scenarios. Scenarios like making an ex-partner jealous by taking snaps with a hired lover on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> hired lover? Who is Chris on the beach with? <laughs> 
Who is she? <laughs> so they've got that. Uh, the company, again, called Family Romance. Uh, their service is actually called, ironically, Real Appeal. So you pay for them. And I've actually done the math here. It's about 8,000 yen, which breaks down to about 72 bucks for two hours, or about 35 bucks an hour. You know, it's not limited to one, they say. You know, for a greater boost to one's online ego, add some more people to it. And they've got pictures of groups of smiling, happy people here. A testimonial of sorts here where a guy says, I requested 10 family romance staff members to pose as my friends, and we held a big birthday party for me at a fancy hotel in Tokyo. Had a few drinks in the bar, beautiful view of the skyline. After that, we went to my room, had some more drinks, and then they presented me with a big cake. I took lots of selfies. I've been very busy lately. It was a fun time. I was able to share some good photos on Facebook and Twitter. So, <laughs> Well, you know, you could quite literally, that, that old joke uh, when you're growing up in grade school and somebody says, you know, who's your, your girlfriend? And you say, oh, well... I have a girlfriend, but she lives in Niagara Falls. Yeah, oh, she's a yeah. model in Canada. Yeah, she's a model in... Well, now yeah. you could quite literally have a girlfriend in Niagara Falls. Just have a take her... You know, she takes a couple pictures with you and you're good. Absolutely. And speaking of facial recognition, how's that for a segue? Except this is... Uh, Let's start on the home front. Seattle... Yeah. Uh, made national news how many years ago was that oh, when they it, installed it, oh, those electronic yeah. toilets remember yeah. that you could go it would let you in it had a timer you had it to yourself but that immediately went sideways because people were doing other things inside those restrooms and then of course they had to rip them out it's now on the mount rushmore of seattle failures along with pronto yeah they had to sell off those self-cleaning toilets i think it was to, to portland if, if memory serves but yeah, uh, th this is combining your love of selfies and toilets, could you say? This story comes from uh, China, actually in Beijing, where they say that it is such a problem in the public toilets that people are stealing toilet paper. And they say they, they think it goes back to the 40s and 50s, where there was just enough poverty to where people would take anything they could get for free. So they say that they noticed that a lot of the older generation was just taking toilet papers to the point where they stopped putting it in a lot of public toilets and said, you're actually expected to bring your own. But like most countries, you hope to make a lot of money off of tourism. And a lot of tourists would say, hey, where's the toilet paper? <laughs> so they had to rethink that plan. And now they have installed. I'm laughing for a different reason. Electronic kiosks <laughs> in these public toilets with facial recognition technology. You walk into this toilet. You have to look it in the eye. It will scan your face, and it will dispense a predetermined amount of toilet paper that you get to use. They also mentioned, by the way, here in their release, that they have upgraded, for real, from one ply to two ply. So you've got that perk right away. But it's going to dispense a predetermined amount, and it will not let you get any more for nine minutes. So they've determined that nine minutes is a reasonable amount of time for you, and they've even had to hire, because they said, we know tourists are going to be confused by this. They've hired a live body to be in there to explain. <laughs> You've got to have your face scanned. It's going to recognize you, and uh, then you'll get your toilet paper. And, of course, it's not going to be enough for some people. It's not going to be enough in certain circumstances, yes. I won't read you the quote <laughs> because it's unintentionally graphic, but they say, look, if somebody's having an issue... We get it. And that's why we've got somebody in there so that they can help and give you more. And I can only imagine <laughs> how humbling it would be to be having a bit of an emergency and to say, excuse me, hey, 
little help over here. I'm in uh, stall. I'm in stall three. It's, I know it's only been seven minutes, but I could use a few more squares. Uh, this is a real thing. <laughs> I'm laughing because somewhere. Somebody outside the CNC Podcast Factory Studios... They're hearing me request more toilet paper. ...request for more toilet paper. Yes. So, we'll keep our eye uh, on this one. (laughs) The public toilet beat there in China. What do you think? I don't know. uh, I can't imagine the cost could be justified to have this technology installed into these toilets. How it ever got this far where they decided, yes, this is the only way this toilet paper problem must be stopped... You know, there there is a little precedent with with bathrooms. If if you travel in Europe, you gotta put down some some change before you go into the toilet. So I mean it's not entirely unprecedented that you would take precautions around the potty, so to speak. Uh, but uh, this is this is a whole new level. And finally today, Chris, we always love to end with some sort of a food related story. And uh, this one just fell out of the sky. Quite literally. Now, that. how about that for a segue? Yes, Margarita Lovers Behold is the headline out of Huffington Post. Someone made a cloud that rains tequila. Yes, dreams do Finally. come true. Yes, it's what you've been waiting for. Technological advances have made life a whole lot easier. Enter the tequila cloud. The, the Mexico Tourism Board teamed up with a creative agency to create a cloud that produces raindrops of tequila as a promotional stunt to attract tourists in Germany. Now, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Well, the boozy cloud was at an art gallery in Berlin to remind local residents it's always a little sunnier in Mexico. The contraption synced with the local weather pattern, so whenever it rained in Berlin, the tequila <laughs> cloud would rain too. Uh, the alcohol-infused cloud is actually a tequila-based mist held together by a plastic container it helps the mist keep the cloud-like shape. The team, the uh, team that put this all together, used ultrasonic humidifiers to vibrate the tequila at a frequency that turns the alcohol into the visible mist. Then that mist is pushed into a plastic container, where, as the article says, all the magic happens. Some of our finest scientists at work with this one. You know, I was going to make the joke because they talk about essentially it's it's like those fountains that everybody had, that everybody bought, you know, some Christmas, a few Christmases ago for the holidays. You got that little fountain that has that vapor mist that comes yeah. off of it. It's got that little infuser in it, so it kind of turns any liquid it touches into mm-hmm. a vapor. And I was thinking, well, come on, now we're going to be, now they're going to be vaping alcohol. Looked it up, of course, it is a thing. That exists. It already does exist, <laughs> like it or not. So what do you think? Will that catch on? Will I, nightclubs put in clouds that rain alcohol? Oh, you know somebody in Vegas is already trying to get the copyright. Perhaps you've stumbled across the next best story that we missed. Tweet at us. Let us know what we've missed, what you want us to talk about next time on the Next Best Podcast. David, tell them where to find us. On Twitter and Instagram at Next Best Pod. And until next time, just remember. The show on Monday, that one probably isn't, what's on the website probably isn't going to be what's where it's actually going to be. Okay. A lot of the times we will play. It's a secret. If, well, no, no, no. <laughs> if, if we don't play that, then we usually play like a Home Depot parking lot. This is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast.